I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for joining. Uh, Today we're going to talk about the hidden potential in an organization. We're going to talk about so much fun, but that sounds boring. Uh, I know it sounds boring. You think it's going to be directed right towards those human resources people and senior leadership people that we all hate. But no, today I'm going to talk to the people because I am one of those people. And this month, this series of podcasts, I'm talking about really the workplace and, and when I talk to the workplace, I like to talk about things that are going to make a really big difference. And last week, we talked about micromanagement and how to deal with micromanagement. This week, we're going to talk about the hidden potential, or as I call it, the other hypo. And we all know at the office, or many of us know at the office, a lot of organizations have their high potential. They call them hypo for short. And they invest a lot of money in these high potential people. These people are like touched by the grace of God. They are hand-selected by leadership for these leadership programs. Uh, They have the full support of management. And really, the organization sees them as the future leaders of the company. And that's great because you really want to do leadership development, and that's, that's fantastic. The problem with it is that not everyone, if you're not in a high potential leadership program, you kind of resent it. Right. And it's a little difficult to be, you know, saying, oh, great, you're high potential. I guess I'm not. And there are a lot of people who internalize this uh, and, and take it, you know, as they probably should take it. You know, it's a little disappointing to not be, be selected, be one of the great ones, be one of those people. Uh, the high potential people get everything. OK, it's, it's like you're sitting uh, in the Garden of Eden. Uh, they're generally the people who speak up say they want to be in it. They have the vision. They have the advisors who tell them to do this. They're mentors and everything else. They have a manager who fully supports it. And they get all of this coaching and these coaching programs and everything. But the challenge is they typically aren't the ones that need it. They already have buy-in from management. They're already very vocal on how to succeed and what they want. In other words, they fight for it. And so today I'm talking to those people who fall outside of the leadership potential because they are highly capable. They really keep the business going and they are the ones that you want leading your teams. Many times, you know, as I I say that the people who get into leadership programs are typically the people who speak up for it. It's really geared towards these, these programs are really geared towards one of two ways to get into it. One, you have to speak up which doesn't really bode well for, for certain types of introverts and, and people who are focused on the work and everything else. And, but then also, there are you know you need the golden manager to get in there, the one who's going to speak up for you and say, I need to get you into this because this is the way that it's supposed to be. So I'm going to cover all of that today. But what I want to start with is really who are the hidden potential? Who are those hidden potential people uh, that are throughout your organization? And, and when you take a look at any kind of bell curve, you take a look at the top, you know, 10%, your leadership people all the way over to the right. You take a look at those 10% on the left. We all know who those are, the people who 
aren't going to be here at the end of the year. But then there's a nice 80% chunk in the middle. And so how do you find those people? How do you speak to those people? Because there's a, a, a challenge for managing those people. And those people may not be vocal. Yet we know they have value. They bring value. Uh, I think, you know, I just read Blink again um, a few weeks ago. You know those people who sometimes you just get it. And when you meet people and you have your conversations with them and you know they just kind of get it. And they don't necessarily say the right words. They don't do all this stuff. But you know, you can see it in their eyes that those are the smart people that you want on your team. Those are the people. So there are these people throughout the organization. These people may not have the full support of management. They may not have a manager who speaks up for them. They may not uh, have a, a manager who guides them in the right way. These people may not know how to promote themselves. They may not know the questions to ask. Um, or, or maybe they were always told to work hard and people will notice, but they never took the time to do a little personal PR. They need to do it on their own. They need to they speak up. And, and there needs to be a positive selfishness that they may not have. They may need to adopt the style uh, where, where stating what they want, putting together a plan to get there isn't necessarily a negative thing. It is a time as the economy evolves, and I'm speaking to you, hidden potential people, because I know that a lot of you are sitting here listening, saying, that's me. I'm not in that leadership program. What am I supposed to do? You know, this is BS. I was supposed to be in there. And I know that I'm bringing great stuff to the office and I know I'm highly capable and nobody recognizes it. Well, that's kind of what you have to start doing is focusing on this. And it's time to be a little selfish. We need to. And what I'm telling you today is really what I learned too late in my corporate life. I wish I knew this earlier in my corporate life. And that's really why I got into coaching is because I wanted to tell people what I wish that I knew 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. It's time to be selfish. And being selfish, selfish isn't a dirty word. It's time to be selfish and give yourself license to ask for something or demand for something. And when we take a look at work, and the amount of time we spend at the office or doing work. It's like in the movie Fight Club. This is your life. You spend most of your time at work. And when you take a look from the age of 20 up to the age of 70, 50 years, you have to do work. 50 years? It's now become a significant part of your identity. And when we have people who resent what they do at work or resent the fact that they're not being recognized, when people ask you what you do... Your job aligns with your identity. Who are you? Somebody will say, oh, I'm an engineer. Even when they're retired, oh, I'm an engineer. You're not an engineer anymore. You were an engineer. It's part of your identity. So how are you making your work and how are you investing in yourself to make your work align with who you are? That was always a puzzle for me in corporate. That was always my puzzle. And I never figured out what that alignment was. So I got the value out of work. And when we talk about hidden potential, I know a lot of you are listening to this saying, I'm a hidden potential person. You better tell me how I can get past this so the management will recognize me for my work and I can become uh, a senior leader in the organization. But I want you to hold your chaps, uh, grasshopper, because that's not necessarily what we want to do and where you want to spend your time to focus. Okay. When I think about my story, I was highly capable. My work was excellent. But it, always was, it wasn't always recognized as such, or at least I never heard it. And one of the things I know now is there were a lot of reasons why. Okay, A lot of reasons why. I know a lot of reasons why I didn't know. Uh, I had great teams. I managed great teams. I had wonderful people on my teams, and I always got great reviews. I um, 
uh, all the all the people I worked with around the organizations, business partners, I got great reviews. Senior leadership, great reviews. On all my 360s, I would get 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, whatever it was, except for one person. Consistently, no matter what organization I was in, one person would not give me the top score, and it was my direct manager. I was difficult to manage, and that was the reason why I didn't get my fulfillment at work. And I had a resentment that I wasn't being recognized for my work. But I also always shied away from recognition. I often didn't go beyond what I really had to do. But I had all these ideas and seeing what could change because I didn't see how I would get the recognition or power or whatever it was from it. I never articulated, told senior leadership my vision for me or my manager my vision for me or where I wanted to go because I wasn't sure how I could articulate it. I wasn't sure how to ask for help. I wasn't sure any of these things. I had a resting bitch face my wife used to always tell me about, which was just my thinking face. I was really in a great mood, but other people didn't know how to how to uh, really engage me. I gave off a vibe where I wasn't open to unsolicited feedback. So when I look back over my managers over a 20-year career, I would sit there and only one ever asked me what I wanted to do with myself and where I wanted to go. And so I could say, well, part of that is bad management. But also, really fundamentally, I never took responsibility for where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And that is really the crux for, for my other hypo people, my hidden potential people, is what are you bringing to articulate where it is that you want to go? And that's my lesson today. My lesson is my resentment at work was that I had not taken my responsibility for my misery, my lack of engagement, and my frustration. Next week, I'm going to cover the manager part of it, how to give feedback. But if you're going to wait for someone to hand you a promotion or tell you what you need to do, you are wrong. Okay, some people get it. Some people get that kind of feedback, but you're not going to get it. And don't wait for it. Recognize that you need to do some of the work. You need to align with the organization and senior leadership and see what that promotion leads or where your next step is going to be. That's a learning journey. Otherwise, nobody's coming to you. That's tough living, but it's the truth. There are those managers out there. I know some people who have these golden managers, these unicorns that guide you, and they really care about what you're doing, and they really like you, and they're, they, they find you, and they promote you, and they get you ready for the next role, and they're talking about you know macro, how you're going to evolve through the organization. I would love it, right? You are then automatically set up. That's not how leadership development really works. Okay, I like to talk in reality. You're not going to get one of those people. Pretty good chance you're not going to get one of those people. So I like in theory how, yes, your manager is going to tell you everything and you're going to work together and it's going to be great and you're going to talk about your big career path and you're going to learn from your manager, your direct report and, and all of this stuff. But let's be honest, it's that's how it's supposed to be. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen because most people don't have the time for it. Most people just don't care. Okay, when I look back to my time in corporate, I just didn't care about a lot of my work, but I did care about my people. Okay, and there are people, people, and there are process people, and there are work people, and there are all kinds of different people at work. So if you're going to wait for somebody else to dictate your path, you're going to be waiting a long time. We're told, I like to turn on its head a lot of the stuff that's preached in coaching and executive development and leadership development, because a lot of it comes from this theory based crap. Uh, well, it's not crap. It's nice. It's theory. It's research and everything else. But in the real world, it just gets thrown on its head. 
And you know, we think about our strengths and we're told to lean into our strengths. No, we overestimate our strengths. And that's not always best. The question we should be asking ourselves, hidden potential people, is what strengths do you want to develop? That's where your focus should be. That's where we need to, to put our time. Not everyone can be a manager. But most people who have some kind of resentment use this promotion management as their guide to what they want. Okay, I want to manage people. I should be promoted. I want a team, blah, 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 blah. But what they really want, what they're really looking for is recognition of power. That's what they want. And that's what you want if you're a hidden potential person. I know it because I was one of them. I wanted recognition, but I shied away from it. I wanted power. And I had it. I just didn't realize I had it. Okay, now that I work as a coach, I find that what most hidden people, hidden potential people want or resent that they don't have, recognition of power. But the thing is, when most people get power, the visual power that they think they want, they don't know what to do with it. And what I know now is that oftentimes, usually, the most powerful person in the room is not at the head of the table. And so how do you get to that powerful position regardless of title? And how do you use that to your advantage? This is really about hidden potential people figuring out the game and playing it better than everybody else. That's what we're looking to do. And the work has to be done uh, for you to realize what it is that you want. And only you can answer that. Like I said at the beginning, this is part of your identity. This is a part of who you are as an individual. And how are you going to make your work part of who you are? Not vice versa. Not how do you fit into your work. I'll give you a question to get started this week. uh, And it's one of my favorite ones to ask my clients. What do people gain by working with you? That gives you a foundation to start to say, look, this is how I'm going to start. You know, what people gain by working with me, this is the foundation of where I start my new career and the way that I'm going. Defining it is difficult. Everybody has a drive to do something. That's what we do. We're people. We have a drive to do something. So what are you doing with your time at work? If you're getting reviews for underperformance, or if you're, and this is to the managers, if you're reviewing someone on underperformance, we're all completely missing the boat. That's a lazy way of managing. It's not about underperformance. These people were hired because they're good. And if they're underperforming, what we need to do is we need to discover together with that person, that person's got to bring it and hidden potential people, you got to bring it. You got to be open to the fact that something's not right and something's not working together, the hidden potential that's there. And how do you tap into that and drive into that for the benefit of the group? And for you hidden potential person, the person not getting the promotion, the person who's not managing the team the right way, the person who's not really getting what it is they want out of work, that responsibility for finding what it is that you're going to tap into to benefit the group, that ends and starts with you. That's that's the lesson. What do people gain by working with you? And use that to develop. Use that to make your identity and, and, and make your work align with your identity and where you're going to go. The hidden potential thing is big. I understand it. I get it. I remember my resentment. I remember writing uh, my future email to myself when I left corporate, why I left corporate and all the things I hated about corporate. But what I conveniently left out of it was the fact that I never took the time to put my best there in in that focus. I gave good work. I gave good attention to work. I put out a good product. 
but I never brought my true best, my identity to the office. And that's what held me back. That was my hidden potential. And I know it now because now once you have your own business, you have to do that in order to be successful. That's what comes with it. Uh, and so that was a nice uh, life lesson that I got on part of my journey. And I'm happy to talk to you more about it if you want. Send me a note. Uh, also, come out to an event. I have a few uh, runs coming up in New York coming up. Uh, and they're all listed out. Lots of networking events, lots of opportunities to meet people. It's going to be fantastic. Come see us. Bellweatherhub.com is the place to go. Also, reach out. I do this for a living. Okay, so when you think about the hidden potential people in your office, call me and I will come in to talk to your organization about this. Uh, I change organizations around. That's what I do. And uh, I do it really, really well. So reach out today and I look forward to hearing from you and I look forward to seeing everybody out there soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Now do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.